embark on a show about four people who find themselves thrust into the backstories of pop culture history. Join Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trost, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre as they poorly impersonate celebrities, drink a lot of beer, and answer very hard trivia questions. You are now listening to... Podcast 42. Hello, is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Sabrina. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Sabrina. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Sabrina. I'm not a Krusty Krab. Uh, we are doing a SpongeBob episode today. Remember? I remember. Of course, I remember. Why do you ask? And uh, we have some special guests calling into the show today. Remember? I remember. So when they call, you shouldn't hang up on them. I'm not. I'm only hanging up on those punks who keep calling me a crusty crab. And what was the name of the restaurant in SpongeBob? Olive Garden. It was an Olive Garden. Nah, I'm pretty sure it was Olive Garden. Why? Uh, because those bread taste. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> those bread taste do stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because those bread sticks taste good even when they are soggy. It's the only restaurant chain that could survive underwater. She's not wrong. She's also not right. Hey. Chris. Yeah. Do you know how you put me in charge of making sure all the phone lines were working for our guests? Yep. And remember how he said the most important line was for Steven Hillenberg, the creator of SpongeBob? Still, yeah. Uh, he's dead. Yeah, I know. So, uh, how do we get a hold of him? You see, I gave you five phones and a Ouija board. Nope, 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 not not going to do it. Not touching a Ouija board. You could accidentally summon Jeffrey Dahmer or even worse, Aaron Spelling. We have to try. He's the main guy of the show, the creator even. I will do it for the sake of the podcast, but I'm in protest. I'll turn off the lights. There. Um, maybe we should have lit some candles or something. Um, I can't see anything. The room is totally pitch black. Here, I will use a flashlight on my phone. Oh, yeah. That makes it very spooky for sure, especially with that thousand watt flash lighting up the whole room. Watch, I can make it pink. See, now it's pink. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot better. Uh, should we get started? <laughs> but to be honest, I'm not sure what to do. Just move the triangle thing and call out to Hillenberg to appear from the ether or something. Why can't I just use the ether net? That's not a thing. Yet. Okay, okay, okay. Quiet, everyone. I'm moving the tortilla chip. <laughs> it does look like a tortilla chip. Where's the salsa? The mango salsa? Shh, there's no salsa. Well, there should be. Here. You have mango salsa? I always have mango salsa. Quiet, please. Seriously? Sorry. 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 
Sorry. Give me those. Could everyone stop eating the chips? Go ahead, JL. <laughs> okay. JL. Show the sign that you are here. I don't like mango salsa. <laughs> that was SpongeBob's laugh. Did Hillenberg do the voice? No, Tom Kenny does the voice. Is he dead? I don't think so. Look over here. You opened a port of the bikini bottom. See, here I am. Yep, right there. A big old portal to bikini bottom. I can see everything. The Krusty Krab, the Chum Bucket, the Pineapple Under the Sea, the Eastern Island Head Under the Sea. And me. Can you see me? No. Who said that? Me. I'm right here. Look down. Oh, there you are. It's a little jalapeno pepper talking to me. I'm not a jalapeno pepper. I'm Plankton, and you folks are going to help me steal the secret Krabby Patty formula. I have a highly elaborate and college-educated plan. Uh-huh. And how are you going to make us do that? <laughs> uh, that doesn't answer my question. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Quick, close the portal. We can't just close the portal. That's rude. <laughs> F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. N is for anywhere at any time at all. Down here in the deep blue sea. I was wrong. Close the portal. Close the portal quick. Close the portal? I don't know how to close the portal. Here, I'm just going to keep moving the tortilla chip around wildly. <laughs> Sabrina. Jail, try flipping that uh, triangle thing over. No, that didn't work. Did you really think that was the hang-up? I didn't interrupt, my, um, I'm out of salsa. Not now, Sabrina. No, seriously, though, it's all gone. See, it's empty jar. Uh, try turning it upside down and wait. The bottom salsa will eventually fall to the top. Oh. Uh. <laughs> okay, if you say so, salsa scientist. Flip. Sabrina, here's the lid so you can turn it over. Whoops. What are you people doing? You have just about as short attention span as SpongeBob SquarePants. Did you forget you opened a portal to our world? No, Mr. Squidward Two Pants. Not my name. Oh, sorry. I, I just assumed everyone's last name described the shape of their pants. Not a thing here. You know Squidward doesn't wear pants, right? <laughs> Are you going for accuracy now? Yes. See, in Laura's defense, this probably is the first time she's reading it. Yeah, I haven't even read it yet. Just listening to you guys. Genuine reactions. Even better. It's like she's in the room with us. That tortilla chip brought Laura to us as well. Yay, I'm here. But fire, helicopters, houses, cars, etc., etc., is a thing there. Yes. Why wouldn't it be? Um, because you're underwater where cars and stuff are not needed. If we didn't have cars, how will we get to work on time? Swim? Do you want to swim to work every day? Good point. I'm the Jerry Lewis Pee Wee Herman and Stan Laurel of the Undersea World. You know... I always thought sponges were silent filter feeders. 
Go away, SpongeBob and Squidward. These are my minions. Uh, wrong franchise. Sounds better than slaves now, doesn't it? Hashtag truth. So let's just play along here. What's your evil plan to get the Krabby Patty formula? It's a genius plan. Evil is only a side effect. Step one is dress one of you up like Steven Hillenburg. Who is? The creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. I once read that he was inspired by the famed sea explorer Jacques Cousteau. Are you sure it wasn't Gepard... You mean Gerard Gepardo? Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Gerard Depardieu? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Gerard Depardieu? Depardieu? Are you sure? Oh, uh, Are you I'm sure? sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Hold on. Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Gerard Depardieu? It was definitely Jacques Cousteau, who passed away in 1997. Gerard Depardieu, unlike his career, is still alive. Gerard Depardieu is fun to say. Is it? Let's see. Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu. Enough! <laughs> Are you people idiots? Why yes. hasn't Mr. Krabs' daughter ever eaten you? I don't know. You'd think she would, being that I'm a staple of her diet. You, sleepy girl. You be Steven Hillenburg. Me? Why me? What do I even do? You go over to the Krusty Krab and start looking about your life to... Wait, no. I don't look at my life. No. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> think about where you are. Life. I'm a lot like you. Neil Young, stop. You go over to the Krusty Krab and start talking about your life to Mr. Krabs. Like how you started a, your professional career in 1984, instructing marine biology at the Orange County Marine Institute. And that's where you wrote the Intertidal Zone. An informative picture book about tide pool animals. Tide pool animals? Why would animals swim in laundry detergent? I don't think that's right. Or safe. Millennials ate them, too, so... Uh, Lex is studying this in school, so I happen to know a little bit about it. Tide pool animals live in the shallow pools of seawater that form on the rocky intertidal shore. You people are worse than my computer wife. Oh, look at you, JL, knowing things. It's why I'm on the show. That and also to drink beer. Speaking of which, I believe it's beer cooler time. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink, yeah. I believe it's juice time. We've got orange <laughs> juice, and we got pink grapefruit juice. That's not true. Pineapple juice <laughs> is from Superstition. <laughs> Which one was Which it? Which one was that? Which one was that? The orange juice. <laughs> it smells oh. like feet. You're not supposed to give away spoilers before I say what it is. All right, say what it is. It's from Superstition Meadery. It's tiki fruit. It's a carbonated pineapple coconut hot mead with lactose and vanilla that Chris shouldn't drink because he's lactose intolerant. Wait, wait. It lacks toast? It lacks toes. And it's got a 6.9 ABV. And what's the other one? Oh, it's a smoothie. It's a spiked smoothie strawberry lemonade from Connecticut Valley Brewing Company. It's got a 5% ABV. Oh, gluten-free beer. It's like, you know, we got these for somebody. Well, the orange one tastes like feet. No, no, no. It tastes like mead. You're saying it it's wrong. It's like honey. 
The smoothie one smells like fabulosa. Isn't that a laundry detergent? No, it's yeah. a cleaning detergent. Wow. Were you hanging out with the tide pool? <laughs> I was. This one smells like fabulosa. I should so. go wash my floors. <laughs> well, maybe this will clean the inside. Yes. Maybe. Stay tuned to the end of the show when we rate these beers one through six based on a six pack. One being the worst, like the orange one. Six being the best, not like the pink one. <laughs> To be honest, we got these based on the label to match the SpongeBob episode because one of them has a tiki head on it. Yep. That's the one we're all gagging on. I know. It smells like shoe polish. (sighs) With feet feet still in it. And you are worried about our level of intoxication by the end of this show. (laughs) I don't think you have anything to worry about. No, I don't have anything to worry about. Ooh. Till second episode. I don't know if it's just because I tasted the pineapple juice first, but the second one isn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about the Fabulosa? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's not fabulous, but it's fab. Anyway, everyone hates this beer except for one lone Canadian in Kissimmee. Now, can we get back to my evil plan, please? Yeah, in a minute. I bet he tried to shop that book around to comic book publishers. Um, It was probably too educational. Maybe he should have scaled back on it. I'm proud of you, Jail. Thank you. I thought about reading it the right way. So what you're saying, to be Pacific, is it was too informative? That's too bad. I bet it was a fantastic book. You uh, krilled that pun, Jail. I think we should shell the puns before they get old. Smooth criminal. I said we were done. Uh, plus you used krill. Krill? Krill. Plus you used krill twice. It's because I couldn't work in Harry Potter in the Chamber of Sea. Crits pun. Just talk to Mr. Krabs about how you left teaching and enrolled at the California Institute of the Arts to pursue a career in animation, which led to a job at Nickelodeon. Well, that's great. I've been trying to get this show animated for two years now. I guess I need to go back to school. I know he made two short films, The Green Beret and Wormholes, that helped him get a job on Rocco's Modern Life. I like Rocco's Modern Life. I'm a 90s kid. Which doesn't explain why you're with Chris, since he's a... 1890s kid. Thanks. You're welcome. Oh, you must have hung out with the vampires then. I was not an 1890s kid, nor did I hang out with vampires. No, I'm pretty sure you did. Especially since you like to interview them. Nope, nope, never interviewed a vampire. I don't understand you people. Look, it's easy. Go over to Mr. Krabs and talk about how in 1994, the intertidal zone turned into Spongeboy. In 1894, Chris interviewed his first, first vampire, Tom Cruise. Thanks a lot, JL. You're welcome. Wait, Sponge Boy Squarepants? No, just Sponge Boy, like Madonna or Jewel or Prince. The TV series was going to be called Sponge Boy. Ahoy! Um, excuse me, Nickelodeon's legal team here? They have lawyers in Bikini Bottom? Yes, we have lawyers in Bikini Bottom. We have stated this before, you can't use the name Sponge Boy. It's already used for a mop product and a character of the same name, which is already trademarked by Flaming Carrot Comics creator Bob Burden. Relax, we're not using the name. Just hatching an evil plan to steal the Krabby Patty formula. You can't just hatch an evil plan. That has already been copyrighted by Austin Powers creator Mike Myers. I don't think you can copyright that. If that's what you think, then I say good day to you, sir. We'll see you in court. Good day. Sandy Cheeks here. What are you guys doing here? Practicing karate? 
No, Sandy. Take your squirrel self and make like a leaf. Go away. I'm busy. I see you're dressed like Hillenburg. Under protest, yes. Are you trying to help Plankton with another evil plan to steal the Krabby Patty formula? Under protest, yeah. Is he trying to tell you to distract Mr. Krabs with such tales as Hillenburg? Felt a replacement name needed to use the word sponge in it? That way people would not call him Cheese Man. I love cheese. I would have watched Cheese Man. Would you have watched Cheese Man in the ocean? Probably. Would you have watched Cheese Man on a train? What have I told you about Dr. Seussing Me? Don't. It's a one word rule, Sabrina. You would think that you would remember it. So where did the last name Squarepants come from? Because he is square. Therefore, has to wear square pants. Duh. I'm pear-shaped, but they don't call me pear pants. Uh, you are not pear-shaped. I know, but how often do you get to use pear pants in conversation? Actually, square pants is my family name. Tom Kenny coined it first. Tom Kenny, who is your voice? Uh-huh. I can channel him if you like. Please. Although, isn't it Tom Kenny that is really channeling you? Ah, logic is fun. Hold on. Ooh. Hello? Hello? Tom Kenny here. SpongeBob was just telling us how you came up with his last name. Is it because he's square? <laughs> no, but it's just as dull of a story. I was looking at the prototype picture of him and I said, Boy, look at this sponge in square pants. They can get a job in the fast food place. Hillenberg heard that and loved it and felt it would reinforce the character's nerdiness. Well, it did. With SpongeBob, you see, Hillenberg wanted to create a small town underwater where the characters were more like people than fish. They had fire, they had walks, they drive, they have pets and holidays. He wanted something that was fantastic, but believable. Uh, must have worked, because it has become the fifth longest running anim American animated series. Excuse me, but is mayonnaise an instrument? Hey, is that my buddy, Bill Fagerbig, who voices Patrick Starr? No, this is Patrick. Who's this? This is Tom Kenny. I voice SpongeBob SquarePants. Hi, SpongeBob. Ha ha ha. SpongeBob. Who's SpongeBob? Bill, are you okay? I'm okay. Let's go jellyfishing. Sure thing, Bill. Why don't you go get our nets? Jellyfishing, jellyfishing, jellyfishing. I'll be right back. Something's wrong with Bill. I think he thinks he is actually Patrick Starr. Uh, I don't think so. That was the real Patrick Starr. How can that be? He's not real. He's an animated character of a TV show. All is possible through the power of the conch shell. I mean, this podcast. Hey, I'm back. I couldn't find my jellyfishing net. Say, has anyone ever told you about the pitch meeting for SpongeBob? Not now, Patrick. I have an evil plan to unhatch. Wait, I want to hear it. I like baseball. What? Nothing. Pitch meeting for SpongeBob. Go ahead. Hillenberg went into the pitch meeting wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Did he not want to get his baseball uniform dirty? What is she talking about? The pitch meeting. You know, where all the baseball pitchers get together and discuss looking back and forth and shaking their heads up and down and which leg to swing when pitching. Just, just, I, I don't know. Continue. Patrick is their spirit animal, isn't he? He is all of our spirit animals. Except for Chris. That would be Squidward. Hardy har. So he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and brought along an underwater terrarium filled with models of all of us. He even played Hawaiian music to set the tone. Ole, ole. No. No. Ole, ole. You're no, doing it no. wrong. You're, no. It's Hawaiian, not Mexican. <laughs> it's a little Hawaiian. Oh, yeah. Not ole. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, well. 
<laughs> well, we had chips Are you feeling hot, hot, hot at the same time? There's chips and salsa on the table. I got confused. No, we're out of salsa. Sabrina's wearing the rest of it. <laughs> she turned it upside down without the lid. Come on. You didn't say I needed the lid on it until I'd already flipped it. The lid. Aloha, eh. Oi. Aloha, eh. Oi. Aloha, oi. No, it's not. Are you sure? Yes. Aloha, I listened to this song. oi. I'm pretty sure it's aloha, oi. Aloha, All right, I'll do it that way. Aloha, oi. Aloha, oi. Aloha, oi. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that with Patrick. <laughs> hey, don't worry. It's, it's Patrick. He's got to follow it. I believe it is song. Aloha, O-E. Anywho, the Nickelodeon executives thought it was pretty amazing. One guy said that he had wished he had filmed it. Afterwards, they were given money and two weeks to write the pilot episode titled Help Wanted. It wasn't all that grand. Who are you? Stuart, what are you doing here? Name's not Stuart. It's Marty. And I was a Nickelodeon executive at the time. Well, welcome to our portal. Thank you. I thought SpongeBob should be a child that went to school. Our winning animation formula was kids that went to school. And that Squidward's character should be his teacher. I must come back and say something about this. Never in a million years would I be SpongeBob's teacher. Just like Hillenburg, I would walk out on that nonsense. SpongeBob is supposed to be, surprisingly, an adult character. Well, that seems a little overdramatic. So instead, we compromise by creating Mrs. Puff, who is a boat-driving teacher. Uh, I have a question. Uh, can I be an animator on the show? I'm good at drawing salt shakers and fish. Salt shakers and fish? Hmm. Interesting specialties. Anything else? Um, I can blindfold myself and draw squiggly lines. I can do that, too, if you're hiring. Stop trying to steal my thunder, Chris. I'm the one applying for the job. I'm sure there is more than one person animating the show. That would take forever if it was only one guy. There is more than one. It takes about 50 animators to put the show together. Told ya. Say we both get the job and you need a salt shaker drawn in the sea. When are sea creatures ever going to need a salt shaker? Don't you think the ocean is salty enough already? I would guess maybe at the Krusty Krab or maybe the Chum Buckets since their food is worse. Right. And let's say you ask Chris to draw the salt shaker, even though you should have asked me to draw the salt shaker, because this is my special. But what if I was searching for my lost shaker of salt instead of drawing it? That's what I'm talking about. He is not going to take salt shaker drawings seriously. For all we know, he will be drawing pepper shakers instead. That won't work. Those scenes call for salt shaker. Hello? I can see that. Fueling the fire there, eh? It's what I do best. Sabrina, are you trying to fire my husband from a job he doesn't even have? No! I'm trying to fire him when he gets the job he doesn't have. What? I said what I said. Don't worry. I appreciate all your talents in condiment art, but the show isn't hiring. The process in the first season was to use cell animation, which had to be done in the old-fashioned way, which involved being painted by hand, and left to dry. Now we do digital animation. Which probably means all the shakers are already drawn and just inserted as needed. You guys care a lot about seasonings. No, just salt and pepper, really. We are white. I know. My husband complains about the lack of paprika. The lack of what? Paprika. Can you say that one more time, Missy? Paprika. I'm going back to my tree. You guys want me to stick around and answer some questions? No. We want to execute my evil plan to steal the Krabby Patty formula. Stick around, Tom. Please. 
Oh. Should I stay on the Ouija portal line or should I Skype in? Might as well just stay on the Ouija portal line, I guess. Even though it's eight souls a minute? It's all right. I'm using JL's card. Thanks for the heads up. Tara's going to be so mad when she finds out she was saving those souls for Halloween. Hey, did you know besides voicing SpongeBob, I also voice SpongeBob's pet snail, Gary, and the French narrator. I also play Patchy the Pirate in any live action segments. Have you done any other voice work besides SpongeBob and Rocco? I sure have. I'm the Ice King in Adventure Time, the narrator and mayor in the Powerpuff Girls, dog and cat dog, plus roles on Johnny Bravo, Talking Tom and Friends, and Spyro from the Spyro the Dragon video game series. Tom, tell me something really interesting. Well, okay. I thought I was. Let's see. I often collaborate with my wife, Jill Talley, who plays Karen on Spongebob. Tell me something else really interesting, but faster. Faster? Faster. I met Bobcat Goldthwait when we were in the first grade. Faster. We had open mics as Tomcat and Bobcat. Faster. <laughs> I'm Squatchy and Rick and Morty. Stop. Stop. Why did you interview him like that? I felt it was like Spongebob-ish. It was. You're welcome. Tell you what. Why don't you interview Bill Fagerbake, who, as I mentioned earlier, plays Patrick, Roger Bumpus, who plays Squidward, or Carolyn Lawrence, who plays Sandy Cheeks instead. You guys have worn me out. Let's interview a writer on the show. Did you guys forget we are supposed to be carrying out my evil plan for stealing the Krabby Patty formula? A writer? Do you want any writer? Hello. Evil plan. Secret formula. Come on, people. Chop, chop. No. Let's talk to a writer from the first three seasons, or season 10 or 11, when the show was, uh, you know, at its best. Well, then, I got a treat for you. I happen to have Mr. Lawrence right here. Not only did he write, but he played Plankton on the show as well. What? No, I'm right here. Hello, everyone. Cool Ouija portal. How can this be? You are me. I am you. Then who is everyone else? Just some goofy goobers. That's all. I'm a goofy goober, yeah. I only have a minute or two. I was just on my way to record for the Aquabat Super Show. I need to lie down and think about my existence. Good idea, little man. Take a breather. Who am I? What am I? How am I? Why do they call you Mr. Lawrence? It's my stage name. Okay, well, that should wrap up this interview. It was great talking to you guys, really. Wait, hold on. Can you give us any insight into the writing process of SpongeBob? Did you flesh out 50-page scripts? Did you sit in one room for hours eating pizza and smoking cigars? Did you have all-nighters like Saturday Night Live? Not at all. We don't even use written scripts. Really? Tell me more. I see some free time in my future. You see? Storylines are developed by a team of five outline and premise writers. Then a two-page outline is assigned to a team of storyboard directors. It's their job to produce a complete rough draft of the storyboard. Oh, that seems unique. What did you use? Post-it notes? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how cartoons are made in the early days. <laughs> I don't think so. There were no post-it notes in the early days. Only in the later days. I'm not sure what that means. But the decision to forego traditional scripts stemmed back to the days when we worked on Rocco's Modern Life. It streamlined the whole process. We could draft an episode and be home by four. We used to do shows without scripts. Then I joined the show. It wasn't entirely because of you. Really? I always thought it was, so you could keep me on topic. Well, that, and to make sure some people don't say anything too offensive. I'm offended by that comment. I think he meant the lone Canadian in Kissimmee who caused all of our shows to have an E rating. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, I 
forgot how he did that. I thought he was talking about me. I was. How dare you? All the writers also like to use personal experiences as inspiration for storylines and character development. This is why some of the characters changed over the course of the series and some just never grew as people. The episode Sailor Mouth was inspired by a writer who first learned to swear, and said it in front of his mother. He later realized that his mother had a sailor mouth as well, even after being punished for using the same words. So that's why Mr. Crab used so many dirty words later in the episode. I just figured it was because he had a dirty mouth. Here, have some orbits. What? I don't get it. Then I'm not sharing my orbits with you. Oh, snap. Never mind. Let's clean up that dirty mouth. Here, chew on this. Stop! I'm putting them in my mouth myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the Tic Tacs you threw in my mouth last month. Enough. <laughs> Stop trying to make Sabrina gag on your gum. That's what she said. Gross. That's also what she said. Okay, enough. Mr. Lawrence, be gone. But I'm... I'm you. Way. <laughs> I have learned the hard way that you will never get what you want if you let people step all over you. I think that applies more to you than anyone else. I've spent many sleepless nights trying to keep my business afloat. Seems like you would want the opposite of that. Like, seems like you would want it to sink. Why would I want it to sink? Uh, if your business was afloat, it would be on top of the water and none of the fishes could eat there. They don't breathe air. That's not what I meant by staying afloat. Besides, isn't that an upside-down salsa jar with no lid? Slowly dripping tomato chunks on your lap? Oh, yeah. Uh, someone pass me the chips. Listen, you don't need Mr. Krabs' secret recipe. It just seems to me like your marketing and location is all wrong. Oh, so? Well, you are the chum bucket, right? Right. And who likes chum? Fishes, sponges, whales, lobsters, and squirrels? Uh, no. What you need to do is move the chum bucket... To shark infested waters. Oh god, no. That's your targeted audience. That's who loves chum. Sharks can't get enough of it. I guess. We can move the chum bucket for you. I'll just reach through the portal and throw it towards Shark Town. Hey, I didn't quite agree to that. I always thought that was a, just a glove on top of your restaurant that has a severed human hand in it still. About that. Call the cops! No, no. No need. I'm off to find where my restaurant landed. Bye-bye. This isn't the last you have heard of me. I will destroy you all. Oh, thank God he is gone. Heard that too, Pants. No, Pants. Stop pointing out holes in the script. <laughs> That's about as funny as a sponge becoming a fry cook. Or a squid living in a giant's head. I don't live in a giant's head. My property would be be very valuable if I didn't live next to he who shall not be named. Voldemort? No, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. He already did that bit. Did I? Hey, Squidward, did you want to blow some bubbles? No. Hey, Squidward, do you want to play with the conch shell? No. Hey, Squidward, do you want to do fishbowl facts? No, I just want to play the clarinet and be left alone. Oh. Sounds like the perfect time to do fishbowl facts, then. Fishbowl facts. I'm not going to be a party to that. Good day. Fishbowl fact number one. Patrick Starr was originally conceived as having a huge chip on his shoulder because he was pink. He owned a roadside bar and was a bully. Somebody say chip. <laughs> okay, I'll look for more chips. <laughs> no, I'm trying to take them away from her. <laughs> fishbowl fact number two. 
There is a very popular pot parody of the show on YouTube called SpongeBong Hemp Pants. <laughs> Never seen it. Fishbowl fact number three. The fungi that resembles a sea sponge was discovered in 2011 and was named Spongiforma Square Pantsy. It smells fruity and musty. <laughs> Just like, like me. the beer. <laughs> yeah. Fishbowl fact number four. A 2005 video meant to promote tolerance and diversity to young students featuring SpongeBob and Patrick was notoriously considered by Focus on the Family and other conservative groups as an instrument of a gay propaganda. I can see that. Fishbowl fact number five. Needing fresh stories. <laughs> I can't see that. <laughs> yeah. Needing fresh stories for season two, newly hired story editor Meriwether Williams was tasked with helping the writing staff come up with ideas. She gave them copies of Ray Bradbury's essay collection, Zen and the Art of Writing, or the Art of Reading, which I can't do. Clearly. Fishbowl fact number six. The My Leg fish has a name, and it's Fred. <laughs> Fishbowl fact number seven. SpongeBob SquarePants was born on July 14th, 1986, according to his driver's license. I'm older than SpongeBob? Mm-hmm. Yep, which means that Chris could be his great, 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 great. <laughs> Grandfather. Some days I feel like it. <laughs> Fishbowl fact number eight. In addition to the regular cast, episodes feature guest voices such as er- Ernest Borgnine, who, versed, who voiced Mermaid Man, Tim Conway as the voice of Barnacle Boy, Brian Doyle Murray as the Flying Dutchman, Marion Ross as Grandma Squarepants, David Bowie as Lord Royal Highness, John Goodman as the voice of Santa, and Johnny Depp as the voice of the surf guru, Jack Kahuna Laguna. Man, all those people are dead. What? What? Yeah, like all the good guest stars are dead. Well, except for John Goodman. I don't think Brian and Doyle Johnny Murphy's Depp. dead. <laughs> oh, he's not? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I think most of them I feel like not. it just went downhill after David Bowie and Ernest Borgnine. Isn't Tim Conway still alive? <laughs> I think Tim Conway's still alive as well. I don't think well. so. I don't know. That's not a fishbowl fact. Hey, <laughs> are you ready, kids? It's Burger Beard. I can't hear you. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Absorbent and yellow and porous is he. SpongeBob SquarePants. If nautical nonsense be something you wish. SpongeBob SquarePants. Then drop on the deck and flop. Like an episode of Cop Rock. Aren't you a salty one? You don't even know the half of it. Right, I'm only half salty. I can only draw half of you then. Draw me like one of your French girls. Or just draw him like he is watching a movie asleep. You know what the best thing about SpongeBob is? No. That was a rhetorical question. I was going to answer it myself. Then why did you ask it out loud? Because that's what you do with a rhetorical question. So, you know what the best thing about SpongeBob is? It's... Jellyfishing. No. No. Although fun, no. I'm going to answer the question I asked. So if you could just hold on for the answer. You've already asked the question twice. So are you giving two answers? No, just just one answer. I only asked it twice because you interrupted me. Krabby Patties. What? I was just answering the question when you asked it a third time, but now, so I didn't interrupt you. That would be super rude. Is it that SpongeBob is the eternal child that can only see the bright side of things? Yeah, that was the answer to my question. Did you ever notice that Mr. Krabs would yell, Mother Pearl, as an explicitive? Yeah, so... Well, his kid's name was Pearl. Okay. So obviously he didn't like her because, one, we would never see her, and two, 
He uses her as a curse. Is this like your Krabby Patty theory? No, Dale, don't. Well, yeah, where are all the other crabs in Bikini Bottom? I don't know. Where? Do you ever see any other crabs on the show? Yes, Chris. Larry the Lobster. Lobster. Not a crab. So? All the crabs are cooked into the Krabby Patties. Mr. Krabs butchered and sold his own kind for all Bikini Bottom to eat. Soylent Green! You need to stop with this. To further prove my point. Oh, this will be good. There is a deleted scene where Mr. Krabs wants to call his parents to tell him he has made his one million dollar. Only he can't. Because they're dead! Oh my gosh. Dead and chopped up in a Krabby Patty. There is no proof of that, tinfoil hat boy. The proof is on the editing room floor. How convenient. Sometimes you are so... Stupid. Yeah. You do realize everyone is <laughs> laughing at you. You make me look <laughs> smart. <laughs> uh, you here, fully artist at your service. <laughs> you do know why that is that way, right, Sabrina? Listen, Laura, I don't need you ah, ah, to tell me anything. <laughs> just, I'm just making sure you know and understand this bit. <laughs> That's all. I understand this bit. <laughs> well... You, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I think she understands. Okay. How about a little pop quiz to fix that? This pop quiz is called Ooh. Don't Spill Your Drinks. <laughs> yeah, even though it's the bad one. As you get out your pens and your papers and your scented markers. All that, just so you can get a pencil to erase your answer 50 times, so that way you still get it wrong. Your collapsible erasers, your root beer flavored gum. This pop quiz is called have you ever caught wind of the eatery that provides food solely to dolphins? It just has one client. However, in any event, it serves a pur- porpoise. <laughs> Sounds just like a SpongeBob laugh. Or where does kelp search for an occupation? In the kelp needed section. Five. Those were fantastic. Five general knowledge facts on SpongeBob SquarePants. In order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge, score one point for each correct answer. Question number one, what's Patrick's last name? Hint, it's a shape. Why are you giving hints for the easiest yeah, question? Yeah, seriously, if nobody knows Patrick's last name, then... And we said it in the script. Somebody may not know. Leave Sabrina out of this. Question number two, what is Mr. Crab's full name? First, middle, and last. Hint, middle name is one letter. Don't be looking at each other shrugging. I see what you're doing. Question number three. What relation is Gary the Snail to Patrick? What relation is Gary the Snail to Patrick? (laughs) I've seen every episode of Spongebob, and I don't know any of these answers. Question number four. Except the first one. Yeah. You might be surprised on the first one. That could be a trick question. It's a trap! What does Mrs. Puff keep as pets? What does Mrs. Puff keeps as pets? And question number five. What are SpongeBob SquarePants' parents' full names? Mom and Dad. Hint. Mom's last name is not SquarePants. I already wrote down his name. Well, you can unwrite it, though. No. Do you have one of your Senate erasers? Yeah. All right. I'm done. All of them are wrong. All right. Pencils down. Question number one. What was Patrick's last name, everybody? Star. Star. Wrong. Right. It's star with two R's. I put star with two R's. 
Bam! Okay. Question number two. What is Mrs. Krabs? Mr. Krabs. I saw that. <laughs> what is Mr. Krabs' full name, Laura? Eugene J. Krabs. Jail. Eugene K. Krabs. <laughs> Sabrina. Eugene F. Krabs. These guys are so close. It's Eugene H. Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. What relation is Gary the Snail to Patrick? Sabrina. Godson. Jail. Distant cousin. Laura. I also put Godson. Cousin. Mm. I don't have distant cousin, but cousin works. <laughs> distant cousin can be cousin. I hate your judges. I'm so biased. <laughs> Well, Godson isn't even close. It's close. <laughs> you can still be a Godson and a cousin. Yeah, exactly. Well, you didn't say Godson cousin. You just said Godson. You cut me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. What does Mrs. Puff keep as pets? Jail. Jellyfish. Sabrina. Anchovies. Laura. Seahorses. Peanut worms. I don't even know what the hell that is. What is a peanut worm? I don't know. But I'm surprised you didn't get that. I'm surprised. He's talking to you, Laura. I know. That was being uh, Alex Trebek. And question number five. What are SpongeBob SquarePants' parents' full names? Laura. Mom Sponge and Dad SquarePants. Jail. Trini Triangle Pants and Paul SquarePants. (laughs) (laughs) Sabrina. Mr. SquarePants and Mrs. Not SquarePants. (laughs) Harold SquarePants and Margaret Bubble Bottom. Bubble bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Sources for this script are Mental Floss, Wikipedia, Factinate.com, Beano.com, Behind the Music featuring Tears for Fears, and YouTube. What's that smell? I don't smell anything. I smell. I smell. A smell that I've smelled before. Like a smelly smell. Anjovies. Hold up, hold up. Stop, stop. Listen, you anchovies. We are not a restaurant. We are a podcast studio. I don't think they're getting it. We should probably stand on the table. I think they're going to eat the studio. One hour later. They are gone. They ate my pants. They ate everything. If only we had a spatula with port and starboard attachments and turbo drive. Only you mentioned that before they ate everything. I guess we'll have to try to rebuild the studio. Two hours later. Maybe we should start to rebuild the studio. Maybe. Three hours later. Anyone see my sock? Four hours later. Hey, do you guys just want to hire a contractor? Yeah. Yeah. Ah! What do you think, Gary? Meow. Oh, Gary. (laughs) Waited that whole episode for Gary. (laughs) (laughs) When you called, you wanted to do Gary. I'm like, uh. Gary only has one line. I also wanted to voice Mr. Krabs, but, you know, he's not in there. I said I would change it. Yeah, then Plankton would have had half the lines, and I'd still have to. <laughs> well, speaking of half the lines, let's revisit the beer cooler. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> let's only revisit half of it. Drink <laughs> <laughs> 
Never went away. Never went away. Perfect. Well, let's start with, with the bad half. All right. So, from Superstition Meadery, <laughs> it's Tiki Fruit, a carbonated pineapple coconut hot mead with lactose and vanilla. I'll go first. Zero. It's undrinkable. It's horrible. I stated everything early. You cannot drink this. I don't know what it is. It's it's fruity toes. With no. honey. It lacks toes. No, it's full of toes. No, no. It lacks toes. It was brewed in a tube sock. It says on the can. Ooh, you know what happens in tube socks. It's lactose. Squidworth. <laughs> Laura? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Are you ever going to give it a number? No, no numbers. It doesn't deserve a number. A zero. Yeah, it's like terrible. All right. Sabrina? Negative. She drank it all. She drank it all. <laughs> She's the only one. Yeah. Like, uh, surprisingly, Dale's glass is fuller than mine. I didn't like it. It's a six. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't drink six of those. Like couldn't drink more than one like it's just it's really sweet too like i got a honey taste in there it was sweet and smelled of feet and it just can't compete then why did you drink it all because it was still better than that gross coconut pie one which i did not experience oh i we saved have you one, one for you oh that's okay i don't want it i'm good kristen i liked it it was good yeah i couldn't i, I could i don't believe I any of you it. it was bad it was it was worse than this okay so what's the number for this one 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 all right, yeah. beer master. Don't do it. Don't. He's going to take another oh, drink. Don't do it. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I warned you. It sucks. It's a zero. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the smell is so it's bad. bad. The honey. It's bad. Like, it's, it's just honey. like, I know there's honey in mead. Yep. But this, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it was fermented the right way or. I don't know, but I'm not getting any of the coconut. Nope. I'm not getting any vanilla. It's supposed to have coconut nope. in it? Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed like, to have vanilla in it? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not getting any of the things it's saying. It looks like pineapple juice, and it tastes like crap. I mean, the can is really cool. I like the We've can. been clown shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. That was the whole reason we got this one for that. All right, what's the second one? Oh, the second one. It's from Connecticut Valley Brewing Company. It is a spiked smoothly strawberry lemonade. Lem- <laughs> Sabrina? It was better than the mead. Oh, yeah. That's not saying much after the way we rated it. <laughs> like, that says nothing after yeah. we rated it. Right. I mean, it definitely smells like, like a strawberry lemonade. Fabulosa. <laughs> That's all I can smell. You're the only one drinking detergent at this table. Yeah. Well, you know, no, I what? wouldn't say fabulous. Like, maybe it's because growing up. That's what the cleaner what everybody around me like used was Fabulosa. And it comes in different smells, so I would assume it comes in different flavors. Her family couldn't afford Pod Tides, so they had, <laughs> we had Fabulosa. You mean Tide Pods? Yeah. Pool Tides. <laughs> Pool Tides. I can't speak anymore. Oh, we know. Um, It doesn't taste as good as it smells. Right, because Fabulosa smells fantastic, but doesn't taste yeah. good. Fair enough. Everybody knows that. Oh, it tastes like strawberry and lemon, mm-hmm. but not in that great way like not in like the strawberry lemonade red robin way it's like a watered down version of that with alcohol it's a one that was a long way to go for that laura you're welcome (laughs) um i also would not say this one was a win for me it does it does taste like lemon and strawberry it's it's on the tart on the more tart side than sweet side. It does. It just it reminds me of soap. I don't the like TV it. show? Oh, I love that show. That was a one of the first show. ones to have an openly gay character on it. Yeah. Billy Crystal's soap? debut. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, it's better than the first, so I'll give it a one. I'm also going one. I took a sip of that one before I took a sip of the the toe beer. No, lactose. And uh, I I hated it my first sip, but it's better than the toe beer for sure. But I, I don't see you going past one. It's it's fruity, but it's not fruity. I don't know how else to describe it. Beer master? It's good. It's very acidic, though. Like, it's definitely get the acidity in there from it being like the lemonade. All right, so it's very carbonated and acidic. I enjoy it. It's got a good flavor to it. Um, but because of the sweetness and how, like, the acidity and all that, I would only give it a two on drinkability because, I don't know, it's just too sweet to drink more than that. Tastes yeah, like a sweet. Walmart branded soda. Yeah. So, Like, it's almost there, but not quite. Like Dr. Thunder if it was a fruit drink. All right, well, that was bad all the way around. <laughs> I know, that episode did not go well at all. <laughs> We're three hours into it, really. No, the beers. Three hours later. Only Sabrina has an empty glass. She has two empty glasses. Guys, I pride myself on emptying glasses, except for that one. That's why you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of a show most of the time. Yes. <laughs> Just start using the glass. Well, no, I can like now that, that it's empty. Mead. I couldn't use it prior to it being empty. You could have filled it back up and we wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Well, speaking no, of peeing in a glass, where can you find the show? She's still drinking. I gotta cleanse my palate. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook in the official Podcast 42 Facebook group page. Uh, you can find us anywhere that a podcast can be found. Congratulations if you're listening to us now. You found us. Good job. Uh, you can go to our web page, which is podcast42show.wordpress.com. Dot com. Uh, on there, you can find all of our beer ratings. You can find beer listings, show listings, all of the fun stuff on there. And you can email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. You have any show suggestions, go ahead and shoot them on over to us. at Once again, that's podcast42 at 42show at gmail.com. And we're a part of Podfix Network. And our artwork is by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook. And our theme music is by Cremo. Find uh, more music on Cremo.net or on Facebook under Cremo. Excellent. Who are you guys? We're Podcast 42. Oh. I'm Christopher DeVos. <laughs> I'm Sabrina Pierre. Jail Trose. I'm Laura. Bye. Uh, finally, my <laughs> intro. I've been, I, I filled <laughs> it. You have, to my ears. But you don't fill in until I don't know what to say. Well, yeah, that's where the fun comes in. <laughs> Stay fresh, cheese bags. Catch ya, flippity flap. Gong. Not all conversations or events are 100% accurate, as if you didn't figure that out already. Some things are changed or added, or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants absorbent and yellow and porous is
SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob.